This is Dave. This is Al. This is Yanni. This is Duncan. This is Joanna. This is Will. This is Caitlin. Welcome to iPodcast Magic Missile, where we play games and talk geek. Broadcasting every week from the New River Valley in the beautiful mountains of Southwest Virginia, we bring you audio from some of the most exciting games, new and old. No actual wizard spells here, just actual play from great games. This is iPodcast Magic Missile. This is The Sword, the Crown, and the Unspeakable Power uh, by Todd Nicholas and Tom Josephson. Um, both uh, members of the Jank cast. Todd is the producer and host, um, and Tom is a sometimes player. Uh, and the story goes, and I hope I'm relating this correctly, that they wanted to play Apocalypse World. They like the system a lot, and that's that's really their, their kind of go-to system, and sort of is for us too, I suppose. Um, but they really wanted to do something Game of Thronesy, and they, they couldn't quite make Apocalypse World as written work for that. And, you know, if you want to be in a game that's a, we're in a party, hooray for us, going on adventures, then Dungeon World is your, obviously is your, your, uh, your game. And, um, if you want sexy, sexy teenage times, then you have Monster Hearts. And if you want Monster of the Week, you have Monster of the Week. Haha. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. And if you want to go soon, on quests and loot this treasure, there's lots of traditional games that do that. Yeah, exactly. Well. So the, uh, the, the trick here is, they said, okay, well, well, it doesn't take a whole lot to uh, re-engineer Apocalypse World to do what Game of Thrones does. I mean, after all, Game of Thrones is an ensemble character drama, so it's suited for this system. Uh, but uh, to be honest with you, what they've come up with actually is not exactly like A Song of Ice and Fire. In a lot of ways, it is the the character playbooks are much more unique and punchier than, you know, and there's a little more mystical whatever it is here. The, the idea here is, and we're going to come up with a mythology for the world, but basically the idea here is that this is a medieval fantasy, um, and there is magic in the world, but largely that is magic that derives from something called the unspeakable power. And the unspeakable power is um, intelligent, malevolent, and the source of all arcade power in the world, uh, and takes an interest in human affairs, especially when humans call on it for power. This is very much a political game, uh, so... You know, there's there's a lot of conspiring and backbiting, that sort of thing. And it's... I, I had an opportunity to play it at Gen Con and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, we actually liked it so much we played an extra session of it um, over a meal break or something like that. And ended up all finding an afternoon together. I'm going to give you the usual, like, Apocalypse world spiel of, like, well, why are we playing this? What are you going to do? I'm going to move your tablet over here. Okay. So my agenda for this game is to make the world feel epic and extraordinary, to fill the player characters' lives with intrigue and drama, and most importantly, to find out what happens. Um, you are supposed to play your characters to the hilt, treat your characters' needs and desires as real and powerful, and get your hands nice and dirty. Which I think we'll have absolutely no problems with. Don't do it. That's real. <laughs> um, and again, because our uh, very likely our audience members have not heard of this game before, I'm going to go, we're going to go. I'm going to give a brief overview of each of the. In fact, you know what we should do? Before I know some people have picked their playbooks already. Let's go through and read the uh, the blurb on each of the playbooks, like we did with Monster Hearts. Mm-hmm. All right, the adept. There are secrets out there, vast and powerful. Knowledge that few hold and fewer still can master. Your power can wield those secrets like a sword. You can create with that power. And destroy just as easily. People know that. They respect that. They fear that. 
You're either what parents used to scare their children when they put them to bed at night, or they secretly hope those children will become when they grow up. You are one of the adept. The beloved. The beloved. The gods smile upon you, or at least something does. While others try to tame the unspeakable, you feel it inside of you. While others try to understand it, you know it, and it knows you. You commune differently with it. It's like a lover, a friend, a competitor, an enemy, and your beating bloody heart before you. You see, some worship the power, others fear the power, but you, you are beloved by the power. Now how shall you make, make its voice, that beautiful voice that sounds like so much thunder and honey in your brain, echo throughout this world? The Black Hood. While some storm arrogantly at walls or dawdle with dark mysteries of the universe to eliminate their enemies, others stay in the shadows and take a more elegant approach. After all, if disrebu- disreputable folks are willing to part with good coin for a clean death here and there, you might as well be the one to do it, right? So if you're one of those unlucky people, the ones with something that someone wants taken from them, or whose mouths someone needs permanently shut, well, I'm sorry to say it, it's probably too late. The Black Hood is already behind you. The Blood Letter. When you were a child, you were different, weren't you? Wanted to take things apart and see what made them tick. Rats, dogs, rabbits, whatever you could get your little mitts on. A young person can learn a lot about how a body works by doing that. A lot about how to fix that which is broken. A lot about what it feels like to hold a life in your hands. And most of all, a lot about all that wonderful, wonderful blood. The Crown. The land is covered in horrible, horrible things. Wretched forests with vines that will kill you, and forest dwellers that will do much, much worse. Heathens in the mountains who will gnaw your bones for their supper. Foul creatures that can crush a kingdom beneath their feet as easily as most folks piss and shit. Someone has to keep things in order, not necessarily a friendly order, but order nonetheless. Someone has to wear the crown, and it might as well be you. The Gauntlet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't do a good job of distributing these. We all need to work for our supper. Some bake bread, some sing songs. Some run cities from their comfy little chairs. You? You put the swords through people. As long as the gold keeps glittering, perhaps you're loyal to the to your boss. Hell, maybe she's your dear old sister. Or perhaps loyalty is only to the coin. You've maimed, robbed, killed, and probably done some good along the way for a few times as well. Maybe those few times have gotten you... Maybe those few times have gotten to you and you're starting to grow a conscience. Maybe. Or maybe the money is just too damn good to worry about that sort of thing, especially when everyone from here to the ocean either wants to hire you or hang you, and a few of them for pretty good reasons. The Hex. Out in the bog, or maybe beneath a castle, perhaps someone's best friend, an advisor to the crown, or a foreign dignitary. The Hex straddles the chaos and power of the unspeakable, turning it to her own ends and devices. Just don't fail to uphold a deal with her, or you might find that there were fates worse than death. The liar. Never L Y R E. L Y R E. Well, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never. This I'm always talking to somebody. Never able to put down roots, were you? You just started walking the land, singing your songs, telling your stories, and cracking your jokes. Some might say you're lucky. After all, you've got no responsibilities, a life of travel and adventure, and the privilege to speak truth to power. But Will anyone stand up for you when that power gets tired of hearing your truth? Just how beautiful will that voice of yours be when it's screaming, I wonder? The screw. Information is valuable in a dangerous world, and you know how to get it. 
even if folks aren't always terribly willing to part with it. People wonder how you do it. Perhaps you talk to them in an extra special way, or maybe you even tickle their toes until they just can't take it anymore. Who are we kidding? We all know what you do. You keep turning the screws until they would stab their own mothers to get you to stop. It's all in a day's work, provided you get what you need. The Spur You've got a mess of greedy, hungry bastards on horses at your back, and a small, defenseless farmstead on the horizon. Your crew are all waiting for you to tell them what to do. Right and wrong aren't worth piss in a pot when you're there and no one's around you, but you and your militia, and your swords, and whoever is in your way. And, of course, some coin. Go ahead. Give the order. The voice. You always manage to find yourself on the side of things sitting there next to the throne, watching the battle unfold comfortably from a tent, or maybe whispering to fearful servants. Do you like the influence that comes with having the ears of folks with power and authority, or do you just enjoy watching it all burn from the comfort of a distant tower? Maybe someday you want to be right in the center of things yourself, sitting on that throne or on the front lines of that war. But more than likely, you just like to pit the little people against each other and watch them tear the world apart. Either way, all you ever need is an ear or two ready to listen. Now, there's five stats in uh, this game, just as there are in Apocalypse World, and they're fairly analogous. Fierce is how hardy, strong, tough, and merciless you are. Uh, I thought it was like Beyonce. That too. Well, she probably has a high fierce score. Is how Beyonce you are? <laughs> yeah. It's not a single score. <laughs> um, fierce makes you good at combat and intimidating people. Steady describes how skilled, agile, collected, unflinching, quick-thinking, and calm under pressure you are. So uh, people with high steady are probably better able to sneak, to be able to successfully lie, etc. Wily describes how cunning, canny, witty, charming, and seductive you are. Someone with a high score in Wily is more likely to get people to do what they want. These are allure to get their way. Sly describes how clever, learned, wise, knowledgeable, and astute you are. Someone with a high score in Sly is more likely to be able to help piece things together or make useful observations. And Arcane describes your innate or learned ability to tap into the magic forces of the unspeakable power. Someone with a high score in Arcane is more attuned to those forces and therefore more likely to successfully harness them. Um, the corresponding stats largely are hard, cool, uh, hot, um, sharp, and weird in that order. Uh, the same highlighting rules apply as in Apocalypse World. There are... It, the, the, there's one additional XP rule, which is that you get, rather at the end of the, the game, people saying, oh, did I know you better or know you worse? This game has a mechanic called pull. When someone owes you something, when you give something to someone with no strings attached, or save them bacon, or do a number of other things, and there are some general times you get pull, and there are some specific character playbook-specific times you may get pull. Uh, you can then use that to then manipulate them later on, or to get something from them later on. If you if you have pull spent on you at all during a session, you get an, an additional XP at the end of the session. It doesn't matter how many pull are spent on you, though, and by how many people. Um, also, there's no get a gang, get a holding type, or, sorry, get a militia, get a steading type moves in this game. If you want them, you have to use your take a move from another playbook to take the crown's move, which is a move that you can take from their playbook. Or the spur? Or the spur, or the whoever the other one is. Uh, the beloved can get a following. Harm is fairly straightforward. There's a picture of a hand. You slice the fingers off. When all the fingers are gone, you're dead. <laughs> this is not like Apocalypse World. NPCs are not made of paper. 
Mooks are made of paper. However, named NPCs and important NPCs can take up to a four harm, depending on the NPC. And actually, mythical creatures or legendary figures can take five or even six harm before they go down. So you you need to be aware. Like, if you're fighting a dragon, the dragon isn't going to go down to harm. That's not how this game works. (laughs) However, you're probably not partying up and fighting a dragon. You're probably fighting each other, so don't worry about it. So factions and places, each of you has a faction and a place. The faction and the place can be concrete or metaphorical. It's not just your gang if you're the Spur, for instance, or your posse or whatever, your militia. Uh, it's sort of the people you feel most comfortable in, the place is the place you feel most comfortable, have the most power. Um, you will not decide those things, which is actually why a lot of who your character is will actually sort of be decided during character creation. This is definitely one of those play-to-see-what-happens type of situations. Finally, um... Patrons, uh, you probably have an employer of some kind, or you very well may have an employer of some kind. If you're the Black Hood, that might be your guild. Otherwise, it may be some important noble, powerful person, or even the crown themselves. You do jobs for them, and basically you make a role at the beginning. Your, your playbook will say if you can have a patron and what role you have to make. And if you botch the role, they're angry with you, or they're going to demand something of you. And if you lose enough loyalty... If you have a patron, you get an extra barter every every uh, every game, every uh, session. Uh, however, if you if you rack up three disobedience and you don't fix it, they boot you out and you no longer have that. You've also made an enemy, most likely, which is a dangerous thing to do in this game. So uh, setup. Um, the first thing we need to do is create the mythology of the world. So this is different than any of the other apocalypse world games, in that before we even fill out our character sheets. We have to create the uh, the mythology of the world. The goal here is to give color and form to the world. You can use this to create a shared reference point for the world, so your characters can say things like, By the beard of Santar! Or, You're as treacherous as Hildebrandt was when he slew Viv. You can use this uh, to set up uh, the religion or source magic of your world, the values you would hold, for example, militarism, peace, wisdom, etc. Finally, you can use this to give your world a flavor, uh, are animal skin clad warriors sailing down a river in a longboat in your myth, or are nomadic desert tribes negotiating deals with an order of mystical, mystical assassins? These decisions give the world a real feel and aesthetic. You can decide as a group if the myth is real, quote unquote, or not, or if it even matters that it's real or not. This isn't meant to be an all encompassing short story creation, just 10 to 15 minute exercise to give shape, form, or color to your world. We may take a little bit longer than that because this is our first time out and none of you are familiar with the game. Steps are as follows. Every player except the MC picks names for the main characters of the myth from the first list or roles for them. They aren't necessarily the only characters, just the main characters. Once every player except the MC has selected a name, we'll write them at the bottom of the worksheet and move on to step two. So, um, I think what I'm going to do is uh, have people roll, and if you don't like the name you get, you can pick a different one. Okay. So you have Hollow, Hillbrand, Belena, Halden, Lee, and Dragonwing. Step two. So the second step is, as a group, pick two plot elements from the third list. These are adapted from George Pulte's 36 Dramatic Situations. They're general plot elements that will appear in your map. They do not have to be the entirety of your plot, but give basic skeletons to build your plot on. Um, so we have, it's the same 46 type situation, or D20, so somebody, we can just start going around again. There's only, there's only four more things to pick, so why don't you roll a thing? Nine. A hero must sacrifice what they most treasure. I would like that ability score, please. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> a questionable decision by a figure in power, urged on by a persecutor. I don't think you should give up what you care most about. No, I'm totally going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Wing, why? <laughs> I'll see you guys in the next story. <laughs> um, X card. I got it. Give me a second. You reminded me we did an X card, Will. Congratulations. Yay! <laughs> what does it do? Oh, uh, I should explain that. So, rather than sending lines and veils, although we do know people here don't like needles... Um, so we will definitely line that. Um, or at least veil it. Uh, I'm, I'm in favor of lining. Okay, lining. As no needles. Lining the X? No. No, I mean, needles. no needles. No needles. You draw the line there and you don't cross it. Right, yeah. X card basically means if there's... Okay, so X card... So let me let me present the X card to you. The X card is a mechanic created by John Stavropoulos, who is a big indie person in the indie gaming scene. Uh, he was at Gen Con, helped organize games on demand. John uh, created this basically as a way to create safe spaces at the gaming table, but it's also super useful for other things. So the idea here is if for any reason you are not comfortable with something someone has introduced into the narrative, you touch the X card or you lift it up or just generally point to it, we will, without asking questions, back up, change the narrative and move on in another direction. Okay? Um, this is good for tone as well as for things that are people that, that like literally are that are triggering or make people feel uncomfortable. If somebody is breaking tone or doing something that's going to uh, damage the game, um, it's best to just do to, this 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 could be a gentle reminder to them to let's let's keep this in the vein of what we're trying to do here. I do expect this to be a rather gritty dark campaign. I hope everyone else is on the same page with that. Is everyone else on the same page there? Okay. So again, if you feel like somebody's being a little too glib, well, I don't, I don't we know. Can, he's looking at me. We can we can we can we can X that too. You make me look good. Comparison. Evocative images. Evocative images. Evocative images. What did we roll in the evocative? I, I rolled a twenty. Uh, the mountain people and the tree people come together for the first time and the last time to celebrate their shared victory and bury their dead. Okay. What's a, somebody else generate a? a Thing. A hopeful song, beginning with one voice, soon joined by dozens and then thousands, until the chorus shakes the very walls of the city gates. The next step is to, as a group, using all of these elements together, create a myth. For example, if you have a character named Santar and an evocative image about a king, you may say, maybe Santar is king, what did he do? And begin discussing it that way. So this is basically just for bringing flavor and texture. So I will repeat this again. We have Paolo Hil- Hilbradent. Relena, Halden, Lee, and Dragonwing. A hero must sacrifice what they most treasure. A questionable decision by a figure in power urged on by a persecutor. We also have mountain people and hill people, mountain people and forest people, mountain people and tree people, sorry, uh, coming together for the first and last time to bury their dead, and a hopeful song growing, growing, growing until it shakes the very walls of the city. I think that the mountain people and tree people should be literally mountain people. And, and literally tree people. people. Yeah. I agree. As a myth, this seems awesome. Like like like, hill, like, rock, mountain, like rock, rock giants and like, like not like, no, rock like mountains. So, so, so rock giants, stone giants, and ants. Sure. I guess. Well, we I call them. Like, but we stone call them shaped like this. We call yeah, them yeah. Because, like actual mountains. Mountain mountain I think that's a little silly. Well, it's like, a myth. It makes, it makes me think of Adventure Time. I know, I'm thinking about roughhousing yeah, too, but, but it'll still be badass. No, but it, it's the sort of thing you see in mythologies, though. Like, it's not actually that silly, because well, mythologies are full of ridiculous shit like that, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. blood becomes rain, and bones become mountain ridges. Yeah. yeah. So the mountains fought the forest at some point, yes? Is that why? They buried their dead. 
together at least. Yeah. So what are their dead? Yeah, well, so that's the so that's the the dead mountains and forests. Yeah, this is a, this is a this is a personification, right? I mean, this is like a, a. Oh no 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 no! Or maybe that's the way of mountains and forests now because those are their dead. I I, I think they burying their dead. It'd be interesting if the dead was not some was not a forest or a mountain. I.e., something is buried someplace. Should it be one of those? Ooh, five like people? something people are looking for. Yes. Should it be or something people, people don't want wa- a waking up. Uh, what? Sorry. Should it be one of these five people? Yeah. Six people? Hmm. The, the five. The five, uh. Figures. 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 Yeah, like they could six. be burying Paulo. Oh, six, sorry. But uh, they could, they could so be burying Paulo. Paulo was. Or, or, or Dragon Lord. Certainly, Paulo was among the dead then. And so the mountains and the trees came together to bury Paulo. Why? What was so special about her, him, them? Well, it sounds like Paulo may have been a hero who gave up something very important. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he was responsible he? for bringing them together. Well, are we are we sure? Are, are we are we deciding that it's a he? So is Paulo a dude? I'm indifferent. Sounds like a dude. Let's do dude. Oh, dude. So Paulo. It's a good dude, we well, name. I was going to say, brought brought them together for the first and only time. Yeah. But uh, he came together to... S- somehow... I, I think they came together to bury him. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't bring them together in life. He did something, and they came together to bury him. Mm-hmm. So what did he do that so impressed the world that the very mountains and trees came to pay respects at his, at his grave? I kind of like an Orpheus-type figure. That he wasn't like a warlike figure, but rather some sort of uh, thinker, artist, song, singer type character that was universally beloved because he was able to relate to both mountain people and tree people. What? And then when he died. What if we have some sort of like, um, you know, in Lord of the Rings, they have the, Cim- the Cimarils. Mm-hmm. They have the ma- what if he's some sort of like master craftsman thingy that made something? Or, or, or work the song in, cause I, I like, I like, like the idea of a musician or something. Yeah, because yeah. then that brings the song element in too, and we'll yeah. see what, but we'll see where that goes. Made some sort of song that wove the heavens, or did something, mm. or made yeah. something, or, you know, some physical manifestation of that song. Hmm. Maybe he is the one who unleashed the unspeakable power. Or held it at bay. Yeah. Bound it in Ooh, some way with, with his song? With song, bound it. That's a, I, I like that. that. That's a, that's that a classic. It's only as bad as it is because he stopped from being much worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sacrificed himself in the process? Mm-hmm. Oh, of yeah. course. How? Because he's still playing. Yes. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Should there be a constellation that like they, yes. they call Paulo? Yeah. Yes. But I thought he was buried. Well, no, his body was buried. You, right, he yeah. was buried in the sky. Yeah. Okay, yeah. ghost rock. I'm good. Sacrificed so himself, still playing. <laughs> well, it sounds like this dragon wing might be the sort of thing that he might be playing to. Well, hold on a second. Dragon wing should be the name of his guitar, but it can't be because it has to be a person. And I'm no, so it's sad. a dra- liar. Unless it's, a, it's yeah. an intelligent yes. liar. Liar. Yeah. I like that. Like like the magic sitar. I would like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. then it is. <laughs> This one, can only, on this, this one can only tell lies, however. <laughs> so we still have a questionable decision by a figure in power urged on by a persecutor. And we still have Hilbradent, Relena, Haladin, Haldan, and Lee. Can Dragonwing have been the the wing of a started off as the wing of the dragon, which is one of those figures? Okay. 
That works for me. Yeah. Sure. Who is the dragon? Dragon. Uh, one of those names was super fancy, and I think I rolled it. Delbredden. Relena. Relena. That's an awesome name. That's an awesome name. Yeah. Dragon who gave her wing. Did she give her wing to make like a make the instrument? Why didn't uh someone take the wing from when I just. Oh, and that may have been the a poor decision. Yeah. Oh. You know it, what would make a great instrument? Thing. That wing. <laughs> make a great instrument. Yeah. So who is the ruler and who is the persecutor? We have Hildebrandt, Halden, Halden, and Lee. I think Hil- Hildebrandt, or Hil- Hildebrandt, or... Hildebrandt. Hildebrandt was the ruler. <laughs> that's a good ruler. I think that sounds like a ruler name. Yeah. L- rulers can't be Lee. Exactly. <laughs> I want Lee to be awesome, though. Oh, like, I think Lee should refer be... to Lee as an important. Maybe he should have been, been the craftsman Lee. that made the, the instrument out of the dragon wing. Okay. I like this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Could Lee be female? Sure. Yeah. I'd say why not. Yeah, I just know a lot of guys named Lee. So that was my yeah. first thought. But yeah, but it's, it's L-I, totally, it, not L-E. Oh, it could oh, totally be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be female. That's other spelling too. But was Hillbrad uh, male, female, or other? We don't have one. Jenner. No, right that now. was the... Bill Bryden. Mm. I'm indifferent. Okay. Um, it sounds to me like a girl. medieval... Okay, girl. Ma- Queen Ma- Hill Bryden. I, I, would, I would make it a, a last name, like a family name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Lady, it Lady like, Hill Bryden. It sounds to me like a last name. Um, and then Relena... Are dragons, do dragons have a gender at all? I think this one... Why don't we have them not have genders in this? Yeah. Just yeah. so Because they're these like weird eternal things. Oh, because yeah. cool. I can't ever... There's just... There are dragons. Fact. Yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. like... Make new ones. So that makes Halden. Mm-hmm. So actually, this is interesting because it gives us a, a, it gives us a world in which artists are actually factored heavily into the mythology. Yeah. So we have both a master craftsperson and a master bard. Um, we have a daring thief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who to, so who is the thief? Whoever's left. Which name? Yeah, I guess Halden. 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 Halden was the daring thief who took Relena's wing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Relena was the the ring was taken by order. By well, so so maybe so maybe Hilbraden's so so maybe Halden convinced Hilbraden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Halden, but he's had more of a role than just convincer. I, I mean, think, like I think we have maybe, the musician, he, maybe he the dragon, him, the convincer. No, the convincer <laughs> is the guy. The reason why uh, Halden convinced Hildebraden to take the wing is because Halden didn't think that Hildebraden would survive. Mm. Maybe Halden, and he would convince. Halden was, was just a was the king. What if Halden was like an oracle or something, or some sort of arcane? Is it what person? if Halden convinced the the queen to take the wing and then mm-hmm. stole it from the queen? Well, what if mm-hmm. it wasn't the wing? What if what if what if Halden had some sort of an agenda against the like, dragons? What if Halden <clears throat> was another dragon? Oh, like this. Oh yeah, and like then we got some two terrifying as, thing uh, action. Yeah. As soon as the other dragon was at was crippled. Why? Mm-hmm. Their sacrifice just took over that shit. Can so, we have one of them be a tree dragon one of them would be like a mountain, mountain dragon, dragon or something? Yeah, 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 definitely. There could even be like... So, was Halden was or Elena beloved of the trees? Halden uh, is you... mountain-y. Yeah. 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 is the trees. Mm-hmm. Can I suggest that maybe Halden, if this is a thing dragons can do... Took human form yeah. and wormed his way and wormed its way into Lady Hillbraden's, uh, you know, good Vagina. graces, 
and convinced <laughs> her to send his to, to send her uh, uh, her armies after the dragon and slay it. But I think shape-shifting into humans is something that most dragons couldn't. This was very powerful magic. Okay. Yeah, or or maybe it wasn't quite human. Like, because I, I feel like to, to, that's pretty pretty common trope for for dragons to become humans and run around and what if he, metal, But what if it was? What if he whispered in a dream to her? I like that. Or yeah, he came to her either at some sort of uh, like a, a projection a or a dream or yeah, dream. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Spoke to her, her in her mind as she slept. Mm-hmm. What did it appear to her as, though? Would it appear to her as a dragon or as something else? Maybe as Maybe herself. As a voice. Well, because I'm thinking, like, like herself. having yeah. some sort of, like, animal or I like, I like something. Herself, that yeah. was too. Who's more convincing than yourself? Really? No, I said Tom Hiddleston, and I just <laughs> asked myself. Oh, not, not anyone I else. Thought, I not herself. Myself. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, no! <laughs> So so I mean, it's fine if you want to. We, just, so we have Relena. We just, we just have Relena held in the dragons. Uh, so 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 far, what I have is it, this starts. Relena is beloved of the trees, and Halden is lord of the mountains. Say, and Halden uh, wants Relena out of the way, so he so it, they, they it actually I like it better. So it uh, comes to Lady Hilbraden in her dreams as her, and whispers in her ear. Convinces her that Relaine is a threat, and so Hildebrand eventually sends her army after it, hunts it down, kills it. Lee, who would never dream to see such a magnificent creature go to waste, begs the queen for, you know, the the wing, wing, yeah, which she crafts into dragon wing, a liar so finely crafted that it. It has a mind and a spirit of its own. It can actually speak to its owner. Uh, later, that is played by Paolo uh, to bind the unspeakable power. Perhaps with it, Halden as well? Because yeah. he has to play... Uh, because he's... Uh, is he the unspeakable power? What, the dragon that kill, got killed could have been the person originally protecting against it. Yeah, because oh, if I we like, have a good versus... Or at least... Uh, oh, positive are... versus negative. Already. Sealy versus unsealy. Yeah. And we have a... Evil's already won, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Your world is fucked. Well, that's kind of the way this world yeah. works. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so, so right now, Halden is bound. Halden is immensely powerful. Mm-hmm. Halden is bound, but not destroyed. Mm-hmm. And as long as that const- as long as the, the myth is as long as the constellation of Palo shines in the sky. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then, um, Halden can never come in its physical form. To bring weight to lay waste to the world. Mm. So Halden should have its own constellation too. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Now, but they, they don't use they never use its name. It's always the dragon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And peasants get freaked out when it's cloudy at night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> they, they say it's unlucky on a cloudy night. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that. Apollo's behind the moon. <laughs> Best be watching. <laughs> that's no. That's that's totally yeah. Because yeah. so so maybe the orbit of the moon. Um, oh, is the moon supposed to be the dragon? No. Uh, well, no I was no, just saying, I was just saying, like, couldn't see Paolo. Like, like, like that, so, that, it's that, Paolo. That Paolo, yeah. Paolo's like a constellation that's kind of like Orion. It's low in the sky. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's hidden by the dusk. Sometimes the moon is there, kind of outshining it. The dragon is right up there. Like, oh, yeah. due north. You can navigate by it. You yeah. can navigate yeah. by it, yep. You chase the dragon! <laughs> you never catch it, though. <laughs> um, 
Maybe maybe it it's would be the most useful navigation, but because of superstition, people don't. Right. Mm-hmm. So a person so who, who do. yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. outsiders, or, or weird foreigners, dire, you're <laughs> dire straight. So yeah. so if someone is navigating by the dragon. Yeah. That means that they're like doing something rash or yes. risky or, or yes. stupid. I love it. Tempting holiday. Or they're tempting fate. Yeah. So anything by the dragon. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already by the dragon's tempting fate. Yeah. I love this. See, this Ooh, is fun. This is really yeah, a great yeah. idea for a... Yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to talk about any other sort of cultural symbology? So we have the idea of the constellations. We have the idea that maybe... Um, we don't have that song. Yeah. So yeah. maybe mm. maybe maybe that was what Paolo finally played. That's what he did. He gave yeah. his song to everybody. It was a song that only he and Dragonwing could sing, but when he died, he gave away his... So maybe when he when he played it... Yeah. Like... Everyone took up the song, and that put him and up. In I think I think the song should be a natural phenomenon. Yeah, hmm. it should be something that the mountains make mm. when the wind whistles through it, or or something, or like some some something that like yeah, I, or, I love it. Or you gave it to a bird, and it's a specific bird call, yeah. or or something. But yeah. there are hymns patterned along the right, oh, along to- the tune. Totally. Mm-hmm. So people still sing what what would be. Theoretically, an echo of that song, right. yeah, so even though they like can a, never completely. A mode that all the of their music is written in. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and, yeah. and actually, uh, we, we, Palo, Palo's what? What do we, what do we want to call it? Palo's requiem? Song. Re- oh, oh, so it's in memory of Palo, as opposed to. So it's his in tune. his own memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he knows what he's doing. It's yeah. Us, yeah. Oh, okay, oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. It, I, ima- I imagine it as a very mournful, so- like, uh, sad. Yeah. Uh, Slow song. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to like a one dirge. of those uprising, up, like it, up, it's uplifting. not it's not a Christian hymn. Yeah. No. It's uplifting, but in the really like eerie, like oh, the world sucks kind of way. <laughs> it's only uplifting because it makes you think of Paulo's sacrifice. Yes. Yes. That, that's the only reason. Um. But so we have a world in which craft and music are well respected mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. We have a world in which. There's a significant amount of superstition largely around the heavens at the very least. Possibly also maybe around the trees. Um, uh, and the mountains. Because the, they factor into the, the stories. I kind of like that Mother Earth is divided into two types. Mm-hmm. I like that too. So the, yeah, there isn't just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and maybe we could even, maybe there's even a, a, Oceans association. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe, but maybe there's even an association with trees with certain things and, and mountains with certain things. Um, mountains are tricky. You guess you can get lost in them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Rocks yeah. can fall on you. Yeah, everyone can die. Yeah. Spontaneously brutal. <laughs> so let's start with you, L. <coughs> okay. What's name, look, outlook, etc. So my, uh, my name is Tao. T A L. T A L. Um. Look is promising eyes, uh, beautiful body, black robes. Um, fierce minus one, steady plus one, wily zero, sly plus one, arcane plus two. Uh, and the powers I have, the moves I have, I have harness the unspeakable power. Uh, you have the ability to gaze into the unspeakable power in a way that normal people cannot. To harness the unspeakable power, roll plus arcane. On a ten plus, you may change the world in some relatively minor but noticeable way. On a seven and nine, you may change the world in some relatively minor but, uh, but noticeable way, but you may also attract the attention of the dark forces that live within the unspeakable power, and they may not be happy to come find you. Um, 
or it may not be happy to be used by you. On a miss, you have been seen fully by them, and they will come find you. There are even more severe consequences for failure when you know what you're doing. The MC will make this happen. Use your power wisely. Don't fuck up. Um, I also have break the back. Whenever a character inflicts harm on the hex, she may return the same amount of harm, but not immediately. When the hex takes harm directly from another character, roll plus arcane on it. Ten plus, hold one. Spend your hold to inflict the same amount of harm after any my armor modifiers done to the hex back to the character who inflicted it. Whenever you want, after the character has left your presence, you don't have to be around them. On a seven and nine, hold one. And, uh, spend it in the same way, except it's minus one harm. Um, th- this can reduce to zero. At which point they're hurting, they just don't actually take physical harm. Yeah. Um, and then on a miss, uh, they get a hold over me. Um. The character may spend the hold at any point to prevent the hex from acting against them as if she is completely compelled by an unseen force. You may only do this once per scene with a specific character. I also have Dark Harvest. Uh, when you literally devour the heart of a pure soul, hold one. You may spend that hold to automatically receive a full hit on a roll when doing something that pure soul was good at. For example, if you devour the heart of a charming person, you, auto- you can automatic- automatically succeed at a seduce or manipulate roll. The action in question must be something the hex can do, uh, they gain the target's ability, not their moves, in other words. So, what is a hex? Mm-hmm. What? I read him that. Yeah, nice. I read what, what, what? Oh, oh stat line. You, you, oh, you did. You, you know, no, she, actually, she already yeah. read that line. Oh. Uh, so you don't have any other gear or anything like that that's relevant? I have the clothes on my back, a staff, a collection of potions, a small collection of other people's things, a small dagger, a few tomes of the unspeakable power, and other sorts of arcane books, uh, obnets worth one barter, and so don't you also have a mark as the hex? Yes, I am actually just noticing this now. Um, hex mark. Uh, so this is something that's on me, right? Yeah. That makes me identifiable. I'm gonna go with a tattoo, like kind of a tribal tattoo design, like ooh Celtic. Yeah. Down, like like yeah, like very much like a Celtic tattoo, um, down my body. Including your face, so it's visible. Face, left hand, and left leg, and tracing on the body. So basically half the body. I've always wanted to know how right. far down those spots go. What was your name again? I'm sorry. Tao. T-A-L. Tao. That's right. Mm-hmm. T-A-L. Okay. Um, Yanni. We story. are we. What? W-E. Ooh. Uh, we are concealed beneath white robes. We have a shaved head, a polite smile, and an athletic body. Um, not fierce. Minus two there. Very arcane. Plus two there. And plus one everywhere else. Um, I also have Harness the Unspeakable Power, which is identical yeah, to the Yeah, all the harnesses are the same. Uh, but we also know that it is everywhere. Uh, when you call, call upon its help during a battle, roll plus arcane. On a 10 plus, hold two. On a 79, hold one. During the battle, you can spend your hold one for one to name an NPC within your reach. It kills, disables, or disarms them, the MC's choice. Or, name a character within your reach. It redirects their attack to another character in the battle, or else to nowhere, into the ground, or wall, or the sky. Or, name a character on the scene, but outside your reach. It takes you to them before they have time to adjust or react. Or, name a character within your reach. While you remain in the battle, it redirects any attack directed at them to you, and they suffer no harm. You suffer the harm instead. Or, it shields you. Ignore all harm to yourself from an upcoming attack. On a miss, it has ignored your pleads. Take minus one forward for the combat. Also, 
Very much like the Touchstone's Indomitable. Mm-hmm. In fact, almost identical, I think. Um, it's a little different, but very close. I have Together as One. Uh, we have a small group of followers. Uh, 19, say. They're generally loyal to me, but they have their own lives apart from me. Uh, they are basically my cult. Um, they are exceptionally dedicated to me. And they are joyous and celebratory. However, my followers aren't really mine. It's more like we are theirs. And they are decadent and perverse. Uh, so that's plus, on a surplus, it's plus two barter, plus one party. The wants are hunger, judgment, and savagery. What are they and to? at the beginning of each session, roll plus Wiley. On a 10 plus, your followers are content, and you gain whatever you have under surplus for the session. On a 7 to 9, things are mixed. You have surplus, but the MC will choose one tag from your want list. On a miss, your followers are in want. All want tags are active this session. If you have this move, you may twice choose to spend an advancement to remove or add an option to or from your followers instead of taking a normal advancement. Uh, I have a staff, some ottomans worth a couple barter, uh, the white robes on my back, and a dragon claw necklace, which I believe belonged to the dragon Zienna. Duncan. I'm a gauntlet. My name is Quinn. I'm a man with elaborate armor and uh, smiling eyes, a handsome face, and wild hair. And my stats are two fierce, one steady, minus one wily, two sly, minus one arcane. I have a signature weapon. Its name is Justice. (laughs) It is an ornate sword, and it's dangerous. It does plus one harm because it is made of a toxic metal. And it is also unbreakable. The way you can tell that I am a gauntlet is because I wear, in in battle, and sometimes in public, a silver mask. It's kind of, like, out of character. Think Doctor Doom. Mm. Uh, my patron... I, we were supposed to fill out patron, right? Yeah. Okay, I think so. sorry, I wasn't super clear on that. But not faction. It's faction in places that... Yeah, okay. So who's your patron? My patron is Lord Gaius the Wiser. I have two armor, which gives me the heavy tag, and I also have a mace and an exotic dagger that I got somewhere. Wait, wait. Duncan, do you mind if we share a patron? I do not mind at all. All right. Nice. That actually, the the less lords that we have to deal with, especially if we have, do we have a crown? No. No. No, Okay. I do not have a crown. So I figured. A lord could be a king, or it could be... Or Gaius else. may be an important noble, but maybe not. Exactly. Tried to leave that open-ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... What moves do you have? Oh! I am like a rabid dog let out of its oh, cage. I love that one. When you set out to commit an act of violence that someone has tasked you with committing, roll plus fierce. On a ten plus, pick two. On a seven through nine, one. The gauntlet may use Fierce instead of Sly to read a person and read a situation until their order is completed. The gauntlet gets plus two to act on information from read a person and read a situation rolls instead of plus one. And the gauntlet may inflict plus one harm when inflicting harm related to their order. Too long in the killing fields. When acting under duress, roll plus Fierce instead of plus steady. 
And with one hand I give. Once per session, when the gauntlet shows true mercy or conveniences another character at an impractical time, mark plus one advancement point. You can you never have to be too you never have to be so kind. Perhaps he reminds you of your little brother. Joanna. My character is named Lamb. She is a bloodletter. She wears Okay, so her description is she's female, she's youngish, about um, just outside of being a teenager. She's got a cherubic face and a small body, but she has a twisted smile. And normally she wears a plague mask of a sort of large-beaked bird with bulbous eyes. It's supposed to be a magpie. What is a plague mask? Like... You know the 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 doc the oh, like like mask that was, oh. yeah. they they put stuff in the beat so you wouldn't you wouldn't smell yeah oh, okay. yeah. because if you had if you smelled perfume you apparently weren't smelling germs the well bad air. also it was yeah. you weren't smelling dead bodies too yeah, yeah and that they, was part of it their concept of of, of their the the uh, equivalent to germ theory had to do mm-hmm. with the spread of odors which is it's actually close. extremely it was a very sophisticated view. It just ended up being wrong. So, so yeah. what does plate mask look like? Um, it's uh, a long-beaked bird with sort of bulbous eyes. Imagine a gas mask, but yeah. instead of the front, you've got a big-ass beak. Yeah. 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 Do you um do you have a, a waxed cloak? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the the plague mask going around town outfit is sort of a, a heavy, um, with big sort of overly yeah. large leather gloves. You know. Almost concealed, but I don't want to actually be concealed mm-hmm. entirely. Yep. It's just during under certain circumstances. Um, and her stats line up as uh, nothing in fierce. She's neutral air. She's got two steady, minus two wily, and two sly, and one arcane. I'm thinking that the minus two wily is even though she is cherubic and cute, she is incredibly eerie. And like her her presence oh, yeah. is extremely creepy, and I'll try to play that. Too sly by half. Too sly, yeah. So I have the moves. This will hurt you more than it hurts me. Um, <laughs> when you, oh, I also get an infirmary, which is basically my doctor digs, um, and a healer's bag. So when I'm in my infirmary, um, or I have my healer's bag with me and want to perform surgery, I roll with steady. Um, then depending on uh, different things, different things happen. Like on a tin-up, the leeches seem to be working. The person stabilizes and heals two notches. On a seven to nine, I did a fair job. They stabilize and heal one, but uh, they lost a lot of blood and the wound is infected. Then at the beginning of the next session, um, or after a significant amount of time in-game, they the, the subject has to roll steady. And then... On a 10-up, it heals, and they heal another notch. On 7 to 9, the infection is gone, but they don't heal any extra. And on a miss, it's still there, and the healing is undone. They take a harm. Um, for NPCs, uh, it's up to you what happens on the next session. And on a miss, you just take one harm. Um, regardless of whether or not the move hits or misses, the bloodletter may ask t- uh, one read-a-person question. So I get to know about you. That's really cool. Then the next one is God Complex. Nice. I I wanted you to take that. How does that work? You know how bodies work. You can fix them, restore sight to the blind, graft a new limb onto the lame. Maybe you could even make them better. When you (laughs) suffer... When you... 
you set out to improve upon life, describe how you are doing this terrible, beautiful thing, and then roll sly. On a hit, you do the thing. If your target is a PC, they may remove a debility or mark XP. Their choice. If the target is an NPC, I gain pull with them. However, on a 10-up, you get to pick something from the list below. Uh, and on a 7 to 9, you get to pick three things. That delicious buffet, and yeah, it includes, um, it's going to take long, I need to do some serious research, I need extra help, it's going to cost me some barter, I'm going to have to add equipment to my infirmary, it's going to take several practice runs, perhaps on people, creatures that aren't the target, and you're going to have to take your target just a little bit apart to do it. Hope this all goes well. Nice. On a miss, uh, you've made a mess of it. It's not going to be pretty, and the MC has final say on what that means. As long as you don't make like a giant zombie knight or something zombie. like that, yeah. that'd be that'd be, be awesome. That'd be bad. That'd be really out of character. I don't even yeah, know. <laughs> And then I also have Blood for Blood. When you set about to sacrifice an NPC to save a PC, detail how you are doing this. Biological implantations, arcane surgery, etc., and roll arcane. Um, on a tin-up, the NPC is stone dead, and the PC goes to full health. It worked like a charm. <laughs> on a 7-9, the NPC is dead after some effort, and the PC regains one notch and stabilizes. On a miss, the PC isn't healed at all, and the NPC has become some strange thing between life and death. You might not know exactly what. Worse, they might be unhappy with you. So I actually would like to point out that one of the things that the that, that having the blood letter in the campaign implies yes. is that wounds are serious. Like, if you get hurt, more than one harm maybe, you're probably going to need to see a chirurgeon or blood letter or something, because that's going to get infected. You might end up losing that limb. Yeah. And then who knows where that limb will go. <laughs> some people have one limb, some people have three. <laughs> three. Some people have three. I mean, more organs means more human, right? <laughs> 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 I think of the Dark Harvest and Invader Zim. Okay. Oh, Will, what do we got next? Alright, I am playing a spur. What's your name? My name is Rook. Uh, man with uh, mitch- mismatched armor, stern face, strong body, and a necklace of fetishes. Uh, I've got plus two fierce. You know that kind of fetishes. <laughs> uh, plus one steady, plus one wily, zero sly, and minus one arcane. Uh, I have full plate armor, uh... A lance, thrusting dagger, javelins, a mighty steed named Vandal. Oh, and uh, a pack of hardened bastards. <laughs> As you do. Um, they too are well armored and also loyal. Uh, but they are savage and uh, unruly. Uh, I also uh, have Did I Stutter? <laughs> I was hoping you took that <laughs> How does that work? Uh, did I stutter? Uh, when you give an NPC that is a lower social station than you a direct order, roll plus fierce. On a 10 up, pick 2, and on a 7 or 9, pick 1. Uh, they do what I want, no questions asked. I get plus 1 forward against them. They will do an extra favor for me in the future without me asking. On a miss, uh, they may do what they like, and the spur takes minus one forward against them. And I have a patron. Her name is Liana. 
And last, and certainly not least. My name is Fellow. Um, I am a How man. How F-E-L-L-O-W. Oh, like, just Fellow. Yes. Feller. You're a Feller. Alright. Um, I am a man with seductive eyes, a stubbly beard, unassuming clothes, and a beautiful body. Uh, I have, uh, and I also have just, like, I have a dagger on me. Um, and I have a letter from an important person. It's a letter from Liana. And I don't know what's in it. Um, I am very sly. I have plus two there. I am relatively wily and steady. Um, I'm not really arcane at all. And I am very unfierce. I have a minus one. My bones are brittle. I have two main abilities. I can whisper I can whisper darkness. When I whisper into someone's ear, literally or figuratively, I roll plus wily. I don't know. Ten plus I choose two, seven or nine choose one, but also the MC gets to choose a consequence. On a miss, um choose two. The target is convinced someone is for or against them. The target can or can't see a solution to a problem. The target's distressed by something trivial. Forget something important, or lastly, gives up on their current goal. Consequences, they notice something's not right about the situation, or not right about me. They remember something they've forgotten. They gain hope on something they've given up on. They regain focus on important matters. They remember that someone's a friend or an enemy, or they misinterpret my words. And the other thing I can do is, um, I have a ability called, I've, um, I've suddenly just remembered that I have somewhere to go. <laughs> somewhere to be. <laughs> Which is, uh, when I need to escape in a hurry, I can roll plus steady. And on a hit, no one can see me leave. Uh, if I fuck up, uh, it's obvious I'm trying to slip away. Um, but, but the things that I can get is no one notices I'm not there for a while. Um, they don't know where I've gone. Um, I don't bump into someone I don't want to. Um, and I don't miss anything important. Yeah, the Monster Hearts moves in an Apocalypse World game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I have, very importantly, a desire to please or impress someone, not anyone with someone specific. My patron is... I share a patron with Quint. Um, Quint, right? Quint. Quint? Okay. Lord Gaius. Yeah, Lord Gaius the Wiser. Well, really, that's all about me. Who is it that you desire to please? My father. Can we give him a name? Mm, let's call him Sir Hammond. Is that something taken? No, right. Sir Hammond. Sir Hammond, which is uh, that is Fella's father. And if I ever achieve that desire, if I ever do uh, make him proud, I'll be overjoyed for about five minutes, then pick a new one because I'm that kind of person. I love that. What was the uh, the name of the of your father? Sir Hammond. Sir. Hammond. Sir. It's actually interesting. So we have um, Hammond is a is an English or dramatic name. Obviously, Gaius and Leon are more um, romance slash Greek. So it, it sort of implies that perhaps there's a mixing of cultures here. Mm-hmm. It would be actually be really interesting. Just just the, just as an aside, I think to recommend like there's there's name lists, there's fantasy name lists to recommend. Hey, if you want to flavor your campaign with a particular culture. Go grab one of these nameless and pick names from this list. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? We're now going to determine who everyone's faction and place are. So, uh, who wants to go first? Any volunteer? I'll do it. Okay. 
So, the way this works is, um, the player to your left is just a place for the player whose turn it is. This is the place where this character most com- is most comfortable, in charge, among their people, etc. Somewhere, uh, vi- oh, sorry, somewhere they belong. After the player to the left of the player whose turn it is makes their first suggestion, everyone is free to start discussing what an interesting location for this character would be. You don't have to go with the initial suggestion. Ultimately, the decision is up to the player, but we do want to encourage you to listen to the suggestion of the others here. Um, for some characters, I'm going to read this whole thing because this is very relevant. For some characters, the suggest- suggestion of place is obvious. For example, giving the crown a castle. But there's also something we said for making it not obvious. What if the crown is a secret place no one but her and a few other trusted people knew about? That's the only place they truly feel at home. Or more specific, what if the crown really only ruled in the throne room, but the rest of the castle was up for grabs? After you've successfully created a location for the first player, repeat the process with every player until each character has a location. So, uh, Caitlin, why don't you go ahead and suggest a starting point for a place for Rook, who is the uh, Spur. I'm thinking that there's a gross, rundown, like an old farm somewhere or observation tower, where you guys go after you're done with your pillage. Ooh. Clubhouse. So, yeah, like essentially that's what it's become. Does anyone else have anything? I was there? actually thinking tavern. Tavern. Work have a very specific tavern. Well, it could be based... a gross rundown tavern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a gross rundown tavern that's like it sort of has like the the um, biker bar feel to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are two well, different things, though. Right? I, I I kind of like the idea of sorry. Uh, it's okay. Like a keep like ta- the watchtower. Like maybe maybe the rundown is. Intentional because everyone thinks it's abandoned, but yeah. it's not. Uh, and so you feel safe there because who's going to come to this? We don't have great fortifications, but no one thinks anyone's there. Right. Yeah. People walk by and they see like half the collapsed tower and they're like, why would we go there? And if like some poor straggler comes in out of the rain in the night, well, maybe they're part of the <laughs> too game bad now. For them. <laughs> hey, we're taking, we're yeah. taking on extras. <laughs> Join or die. We're recruiting. <laughs> Well, Alright, so then we want to go with that then? Sure. Okay, so we have a a, 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 a ruined tower. There does it. need to be a biker bar Clubhouse. somewhere. Though. Oh, we don't know its name! Because we don't know its name. Yeah. You we should don't. have a nickname for it. Though. We should probably have a nickname for it. The tower. So yeah, ruined the tower is... Tower. <gasps> or... The rookery! The rookery! Yeah, that's so great. Maybe okay. the there there actually is a rookery yeah. that's still mostly intact, or yeah. or isn't, but the rooks still go there. Mm-hmm. Mm. So occasionally, you'll see a a bird of prey just wheeling overhead. Mm. Very appropriate. L, you will suggest a place for fellow the voice. I was actually thinking like maybe like um, a feast hall or something like that. Uh, I could see that socializing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely going to be a social kind of thing. Yeah. Why have any input? Yeah, I like the uh, the idea of a feast hall. Like that's just where you get the news and spread the news and yeah, I, I create it, the news. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. I imagine it being one of those things where like you're always there because there's always people there, mm-hmm. and and there's always people to talk to and manipulate so and get. Information here's a question: from. Whose feast hall is it? Does it belong to Lord Gaius? Is it a? Is it a? Or is it something any else? Let's make it Lord Gaius's if we yeah. can. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that gives us a good place of um, gathering Center. for our people to interact with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, so we're happy with that? Okay. No. Uh, Yanni. So I'm thinking 
uh, the the marketplace for the commoners because mm-hmm. it's a hex you can help them out and so while you're there like you, you sell a bunch of like trash garbage <laughs> yeah. but you also have real magic too yeah <laughs> I like it I like Make it your palm red <laughs> so the market or the, or, or or her stall hmm. I'd say the the whole market because. Everybody knows the hex. And respects the hex yeah. in the market. That the, like, the people, I like that. Like, people ask, give you asking, the, the warning of the evil eye as they go by. Mm-hmm. As, asking pointed questions about the hex right near her isn't going to get any results. Now we have Yanni, who is playing we. And are. they need a place. So you just use plural pronouns entirely. That's good. I like that. That's awesome. Seems like... Some sort of churchish place is in order. Maybe in a temple, a temple to another god, mm. or to we're rather not to a god, but to one of the dragons, maybe. But it's you meet there with your followers. Do we have gods or dragons? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think so. We so clearly there are powerful spirits because you have the mountain people and the tree people, and you have the dragons. I'm guessing there are probably. Other equally interesting, if not maybe as powerful spirits, mm-hmm. uh, are we thinking that maybe maybe this is more of a polytheistic, slightly animistic religion? Yeah, is everyone yeah. nodding yeah. at me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. good. <laughs> I'll just keep asking. I'll keep my voice will keep going up at the end of this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can stop. It's okay. <laughs> I think if it is going to be a church, it is going to be. Desecrate isn't right. Maybe well, exactly so right. Word. What about, what about repurpose? What are the yeah. what are the signs and symbols of Wee's cult? I think that's the uh, I think that's actually the more important thing. Like, so I could imagine there's it could be sort of dark and sinister. It could be bloody. It could be very natural. It could be it could be a million different things, right? I think on its face it appears happy and welcoming because one of the things I picked was your followers are joyous and celebratory. Okay. Um, this okay. uh, they um, kind of th- uh, remind me of the Bacchae, actually. Hmm. I'm not familiar with that either. Yeah, um, uh, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, they're, uh, I guess, these particular ones are. Uh, is Bacchus Roman? Is he the Roman version? Oh. Yeah, yeah, Bacchus Bacchus Roman. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So these would be uh, people who would. Uh, Go around from town to town, and they not necessarily have to be mobile, obviously. But uh, they would they uh, would just go and have raucous feasts everywhere, and beat everything up, and drink everything, and have sex with everything, and that's just what they do. That that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> no, Bacchus but, had a bit of a reputation for being a nature god. Uh, you mm-hmm. seem to be yeah. more of yeah. Is that where you want to go, or do you want do you want to do something that's like more like? High, something that looks a little more like high society or low society or... Um, how about if we're trying to be more civilized or at least give the appearance of being more civilized? Okay. Hmm. So we're, we've taken up residence in a church and that is our place right now. That's a place. Uh, but maybe it shouldn't really be our place. <laughs> I might get in trouble for picking the church or something. Because <laughs> judgment is one of the wants. Yeah. Are your followers still nominally uh, adherents to whatever religion? I think so. I, I think. Okay. I think. So the religion is somewhat compatible, at the very least, with what your. Well, we'll figure out over time what the tenets are. So okay, that I, actually that actually is really neat because it allows me to be <coughs> the clergy. Mm-hmm. 
I, I feel like it has a much brighter face, and there's yeah, you sort of represent the dark side of it, maybe. I like that. And oh, okay, so no, that's actually really good. We'll we'll have to we'll establish who who the the players in that organization are. Um. All right. So we now have Duncan playing Quinn. And so mm-hmm. let's. Uh, Joanna, why don't you suggest a place? Can you remind me of what your other move is? You're like a rabbit dog unleashed, and what else were you? And in? too long in the killing fields. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, with one hand. I think that you like to hang out in a graveyard where all of your previous minute arms colleagues are buried. <laughs> That actually sounds kind of awesome. Yeah. That's pretty metal. Yeah. I, I might combine it with, like, a memorial. Right, like, yeah. Maybe some so sort of, like, like, big, like, structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that, you know, it's just... Where, like, where the heroes are buried. Could it be, like, a barrow mound? Ooh. Yeah. That's Can we call it, like, a hero's fields or something like that? A yeah. hero's field? Let's give it a name that's, like, very... Vocative mm-hmm. somehow. That's not quite what I'm looking for. What do you want to call it? All I'm thinking of is... Not so great fantasy things like Glen of the Fallen. More, more yes. means like a hillier, right? More is a swamp. No, no, it's no. Just like the uh, more, more, is, more is our high, other uh, high fields. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking. Um, let me. I'll, I'll be sure. Let me. Yes. More. Is, more is a, a hilly, fieldy area. Yeah, and, and actually, I've played chivalry. The, the, the... <laughs> See, coming in handy. Extensive waste covered with pastures of heath and having poor light soil that sometimes mar- sometimes marshy and abounding in peat, okay. but very good for burying bodies because they mummify. Right. Mm-hmm. I like it. What about the red moor? Ooh, I like it. The red moor. red moor. And that's where all the monuments to the heroes of old are. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably big enough that they don't all have to be right next to each other. No. Yeah. And I sort of see some of them as being like half knocked apart cairns from like ancient times and some of them yeah. being like massive marble like monuments yeah. dragged up monoliths dragged up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of a huge place you can wander for a yeah. day. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Big. I like it. Wandering the wastes. Yeah. And last but not least, we have Lamb. Lamb, uh I'd like to think that your place would be maybe a Underneath a trap door in your regular office. Yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe behind I a bookcase. I don't know quite. That. Just a secret. A, there's like places it. where you can do medicine, and then there's places where you can do research. research. Yes, I do like the secret bookcase. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, so behind the secret doors. Behind secret doors is yes. lambs. That voice. made me. I know it was a terrible, terrible thing, but made me so happy when Fun Games had a secret door that was a bookcase. <laughs> yeah. I miss right. those days. I love it. I must love it. <laughs> so, I was also in high school, so I can romanticize it easily. <laughs> After this, go around the table again. The player to the right of each other player, uh, again, I don't count, will come up with a faction for them, and then discuss, uh, discussion will commence as above. Mechanically speaking, factions are not militias or followers, though they may be. Um... One of those things in the narrative. Uh, a player has no direct say over their faction in a mechanical sense. Rather, they serve at the narrative function of being the character's people. Questions to think about here are, who are your people? What do they do? What is your relationship to them? Um, the factions can also become potentially threats from my end of things. 
To make this more tangible, a faction may be something like the folks in the local art community or the drunks who hang out in taverns. It could be socialites or orphan children. Factions should be specific enough that you can imagine the folks in this group interacting together and knowing each other socially or professionally, but broad enough that they're not a specific group, gang, club of people, etc. They are the people when that when you are with, you're comfortable. That's the most important thing. Uh, you get them, you know the Argot, and move along with them with ease. So, move among them with ease, I should say. So, um, and I'll tell you how this wall works mechanically after we choose this. So, uh, who wants to go first on factions? I'll do it. Yeah. Do it. So I have a question then. Mm-hmm. Um, the faction would be something separate from his gang, right? It, it, it could be or could not be. So I, I can the things I can give you some I can give you some examples of, of, of factions from the game that we played. Yeah. So um, the third gender played a huge role in the game that we were in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, I forget what exactly we called them, but um, so one of the characters who was. Uh, Androgynous had th- like those people because they had their own society mm-hmm. was uh, their faction. Um, for although we use we use the Z pronouns, it was actually really confusing. I'm mm-hmm. so glad that I did today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the the uh, my character was a, a, a gauntlet and been bound by an ancient curse to serve forever, basically to defend the the keep forever, to the tower forever. And so their um, faction was all the servants, all the people bound to service mm-hmm. within the castle. So they knew the the, the maids and the butlers and the, mm-hmm. the people that washed out the, 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 the privies and that sort of thing, because those people, you know. There was another yes. character who, all the people who, like the, the Spur, their society was all the people, her society was all the people that sort of lived outside or on the outskirts of society, the outlaws, the... Mm-hmm. The people refused to be bound by the rules of, you know. So, and, and it was stuff like that. They, they were they were a little bit metaphorical, perhaps. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go quite that metaphorical, but I think I've got it right. I think I've got an idea. Okay. Um, I think Will that maybe, um, I want to say the people your faction are the villagers surrounding the rookery. So, example, the small, isolated farmhouses that abut it, or the village that you, ru- like, rampage through on the way to sacking other villages. But don't actually sack. But don't actually sack that one. You gotta sell something somewhere. That's right. You gotta buy some gold on your way back yeah, through. exactly. You know, mm-hmm. shit where you eat, right? So, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I think that maybe that village... It's where you go to get So they maybe teams. know about the rookery yes. being a place. And yeah. a but question. they're not going to tell anybody else about it unless they... Maybe they don't know all the details. Well, they just know you're off in that direction. But do, you have a, do you have a particular fondness for these people? Did you grow up among them? Did you have, once have a love among those people? Is there something that ties you to them? I other th- than location? I think that... It's okay if you say no. I grew, I grew up in the village. Mm-hmm. And as I was grew, growing up in the village... Uh, I often fondly looked at the tower and and uh, explored it, oh, and it okay. was my childhood uh, exploration area. Yeah. And then, so you probably still have family, old lovers, this and that, mm-hmm. everything, or current lovers in that in that mm-hmm. community. That's uh, I like that it ties you to that that place. Mm-hmm. But you are a band, otherwise a band of outlaws. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that was pretty clear. I just wanted to establish that, that you're not tied to a particular lord or something like that. I'm loving the Robin Hood vibe here. Yeah. It's not quite, that not quite Robin Hood, there, but I think you should be someone who, in your village, 
Gives off Robin Hood vibe, but just goes yeah. and, like, fucking murders the shit out of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and not everyone uh, in the pack is from the village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe some people are, but, well, like... I'm guessing you've made it very clear that they're not to be fucked with. No. Which will give me some nice little... There's some... There's a there's an order there, and, you know, when people try to get up in the eye, I tell them, you know, did I stutter? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Will, suggest the action for Alright, I was thinking for fellow, uh, cooks and waitstaff are your faction. Yeah, secretaries and janitors. Mm. Because, you know, people are always having conversations over waiters and what have you. Oh. And there, no one looks at them twice. Yeah. And you, it's easier to slip some I've also drink. been wondering about maybe the lady of the house in a very non, I don't mean that I'm, I'm boning the Lord's wife or anything, I just mean like, no, you are now. You said it. No, no, no. I mean, specifically, you know, I'm not. Uh, okay. I mean, I could be, I guess. Uh, but, but I was also ideas. thinking of 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 being uh, in that kind of role. Oh, maybe trusted role. Oh, you're like a specific uh, like ladies of the house. <laughs> well, okay. Does does the Lord should Lord guys have ladies of the house? Should he yeah. have? I, well, I mean... Should Lord Gaius have multiple women's? Like, should a, do you, does this person like a concubines kind of guy? Or mistresses kind of guy? Mm. I mean, Everyone has... On who he's or he's just, or, or it's a question of how open staff. it is. Yeah. Not about weather. Yeah. <laughs> as befits his station. <laughs> right. I kind of like ladies in the house. I can see that. When you I mean, say that, do you mean, like, people... Romantically attached. To I it. mean that Gaius's wife probably has a cadre of ladies in waitings that That's he's also thinking. fucking. Yes. So, <laughs> so maybe maybe the the female, yeah, the female staff, the high-ranking female yes. staff. Yeah. So the lady folk, those are my people, and the, and the servants. So the non-official. Power. No one who has any actual power. Yeah. Well, <laughs> people who have power, but not. No one who power. is recognized as right. having any power. Yeah. Right. What I, when I originally like, said, yeah. uh, uh, like, food staff, I meant, like, all food staff. Like, you had a web of food staff. Like a web of food staff. <laughs> <laughs> a caterer that was, like, three towns so over. Shoot so, those, those, so let me, let me phrase this, try to phrase this in a fate-aspecty kind of a pithy way. Those whose power is not recognized in Lord Gaius's house. Yeah. Is that good? Mm. That because I'm... Cause, cause the idea I'm, I'm, thing I'm shooting for here is I'm, I'm Gaius's royal eunuch. So, mm. that's. Well, you present as a man. Yes. Well, eunuchs do. Eunuchs are men. Oh, so, but you are, you, you are a eunuch? Yes. Okay. Th- that's why I'm trusted with the lady. So. Oh, that's not a euphemism. Yes. Yeah. He's a eunuch. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. That's, that's. No, neat. that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking now with this, this okay. character. Cool. <laughs> I guess I was an adult eunuch because I have a stubble beard <laughs> yep. and a beautiful body. Let me say so. Mm. so. Oh you my. make sure not to eat too much because you know mm-hmm. eunuchs tend to fat. Yes, they do. Well, you say. Oh, it's a and it works because I have brittle bones. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, all that osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. And what is your beard like again? Scraggly? Uh, stubbly. Stubbly. Ooh. Okay. I like it. I didn't mean to say ooh quite like that. Stubbly beard. Yeah. Alright. So next we have Tal. So uh Caitlin, why don't you tell us a little bit about Tal's So, books? um 
You're this... a hex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm thinking. So so, ethnically, are you an outsider or insider? What kind of way do you see yourself? I don't know. Um, I think a little bit of both. She's an outsider up until someone wants something from her. At which point, she's now someone's best friend. Because she can deliver things that other people can't give them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm picturing people, the kind of people who in the marketplace, maybe you have a, a group that's, that you're more closely, you would be more likely to be related to and stuff like that in terms of outsiders. Are you, is that a thing that would... You mean sort of like... Like um, a family, like, not necessarily your actual family... But like, hmm. like, is there like a so sort of a traveler like environment? Yeah, like a co- mm-hmm. collection of maybe the cl- a collection of people with odd skills, like the alchemist yes. and the hmm. or, or or the apothecary and the yeah the the not guild merchants, right? The ones yeah. that are uh, not allowed to be in the guild. Yes, <laughs> not this so much as doesn't want to be. Right, so yeah. f- and fences and black yeah. market potion yeah. dealers yeah. and. Fences, Indefection no, Indi- is independent business people. Yeah. So, oh Entrepreneurs. <laughs> so the inside outsiders. We, who are y'all's people? I think we's people are um, the. I don't want to say like necessarily just the uh, the destitute, but like people who are unhappy, mm. people who are dissatisfied, common folk, um, that are dis- dissatisfied and, and looking to, to change and like uh, experience this jovial attitude that that the the, the, the the cult I guess group projects outward. Looks mm. of the downtrodden. Yeah, mm-hmm. this would be like wandering addicts and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, exactly. Any, yeah. Anyone Disgraced who's been, women and... been pooped on by life. Um, yeah. Everyone um, everyone mentioned in Paul Simon's Blessed. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Penny Rookers, Cheap Hookers, Groovy Lookers, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Second to last, mm-hmm. and certainly not least, Quinn. Um... You're dead friends, <laughs> but they're dead. Yeah. I was about to say, the dead Ghosts. could totally be a faction. Yeah. Oh, that would be really cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, I stole, I stole Yeti's letter here. Keep going. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Cut that out. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking the the people who have the most jingly coin. Mm-hmm. Like, the, your, your gauntlet. If they've, if they've got the money, they can be your friend. How does that work? You're a particularly well sought after. Uh... So does that mean that people are constantly inviting you to gatherings and like you're you're a popular person? Yeah, maybe like maybe the the rich folk in town really like me because I get things well, done. Yeah, he's like, and so like, like right now, so but right now just... your faction is your patrons group, but it could change. Mm-hmm. But but like or other people, people might. But people might... are trying to poach you too. Yeah. 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 Or. Or at least keep you friendly, because if you're friendly, you're less likely to... No, but let's... They think. I, just, that, I just want to be clear here that... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, in the way that we gets along well with the destitute... Mm-hmm. You get along well with I the rich. I get along well with the rich. Mm-hmm. I like that. But it, it does mean that you are you feel most comfortable among them. That yes. actually brings up an interesting question. Are you well-born? I think not. But I present myself. 
Do you have, um, so are you pretending to be from a house, or, I don't know. You could have found arms at some point Maybe easily. Not specifically. Look at these fantastical arms but I found. I suppose that's, that's not being with yeah. the wealthy. No, it makes you feel like you've you want to see my arms. coat of arms? Yes. <laughs> Isn't it lovely? Excellent. <laughs> and so, the last... Sorry, guys. <laughs> last but not least, we have Lamb. Lamb. Who are Lamb's people? Who are my friends? Who are Lamb? <laughs> No one who's injured. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it works. I help people. I have leeches, and they like to kiss people. Leech kisses. Here comes a little kiss. Boop. Here comes another kiss. Boop, boop. I didn't need to do that. <laughs> so <hard. laughs> oh my. Get if I ever get injured. <laughs> um, Maybe your faction could be... You, you feel most comfortable with people who aren't quite right. The, okay. yeah. the mad, the deformed, yeah. the like inbred. Grave diggers that have been digging graves for too long. Kind exactly. Of. Yeah. Or, or, or the Grave noble bread. with six fingers. Yeah. Where to get that one? castrated by their parents. <laughs> That's right. So how yeah. would you know, but how would you know these people? Well, I mean, physical deformity. So they would um, come to you because... Um, they would either come to me or I would seek them seek out. seek them out. Because you, you're you interested in them. them. Well, not only that, or but... you're beautiful. I love your extra finger. Yeah, exactly. You actually, yeah, you don't just treat them like they're garbage. Exactly. Yeah, I love them. Love them. All they're their, interesting. Their they're so interesting. Interesting, and that's yeah. all. Yeah. So and we they're say, so, so different. How are we going to phrase this? I love the hideously interesting. Hideously different. Beautifully Deformed. The luminal. I like beautifully deformed. Beautifully deformed. Yeah. This one. Oh. This one too symmetrical. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) I'm actually interested in that because I wonder if is there a is there a is there a standing freak show in town? Hmm. There can be. (laughs) That could overlap actually with um. Cal's. People yeah. 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 Like or carnies. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I imagine so, since this is probably a a war-torn type world, and that morbid gallows humor is probably a pretty good attraction. You know, okay, so, so that's Look at the amazing not-dead soldier. <laughs> <laughs> How does he have that arrow through his head? I like the idea of a culture that really, really values art and crafts and stuff like that, yeah. but is also, like, super violent. Yeah, ultra-violent. That's the question. Is, is it ultra-violent, or is it simply... I mean, in a class, just in a, like... It's a society where plague and stuff happens. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. It's a callous kind of society. I see yeah. that. Life yeah. isn't easy for people. Yeah. All right. So, um... Game of Thrones, but with a liberal arts major. Well, <laughs> well, predominantly places and factions exist to flesh out the world you'll be playing in. They do provide mechanical benefit. When you are in your place or among your faction, once per session, you may trigger one of the following moves. When in your place, ask a Rita situation question for free. When in your place, gain plus one on acting under duress, threaten with force, engage in combat, or seduce or manipulate role. When among your faction, hear a rumor that would be of interest to you. 
or get one free pull effect against a member of your faction, even if you had no pull with them. The last thing, just so you understand that the, for the patrons, we just, just to, cl- we want to clarify the relationships that those of you have patrons have with your, with your patrons. So the possible relationships are you're an employee, you're kin, you have an oath, you're in debt. Can you serve Lord Gaius currently? Yes. Um, what is your connection to Lord Gaius? Why, why is he your patron? I think I'm just an employee. He's currently the highest bidder. Exactly. Alright, um, and the next person who has a patron is Rook. Your patron is Liana. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Liana. I don't really know who Liana is. Um, I was thinking that Liana was a, uh, a powerful, uh, lady who has a keep nearby and her husband, uh, well, her husband's just keeps seeing just seem to keep dying, and that's how she keeps retaining her power, despite, you know, you gotta get married. People look at you funny if you don't get married. But if your husbands just keep dying of bores and that kind of crap, I mean, what can you do? <laughs> so here's a question. Are you an employee kin? Do you have an oath to her, or are you in debt to her? Um, I am in debt to her. Why? Can I suggest something? Yes. Um, her husband was gonna kill you, and she killed her husband, so you're loyal to her. Because <laughs> oh. you were in debt to him, and she got rid of the problem. Oh. So why were you in debt to him? Well, uh, there are certain fees associated with pillaging when you work underneath the... When you when you have a, a patron, and yeah. sometimes you don't always pay all those fees because what they don't know doesn't hurt them. It, there's a, lo- a large amount of percentage of, of big that you weren't that, that, that you were skimming without giving it to him. Yeah, well, yeah. and she knows mm-hmm. she's perfectly happy to have you doing her business. Mm-hmm. Maybe you offed one of her husbands for her. Oh, I mean, oh, sorry, at some point, sir. Yeah, I think maybe you guys are just good friends. Just like we probably you're are. on each other's same wavelength. You know, we understand. We get, yeah, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and finally, fellow. I I assume I'm an employee. Royal the, the royal eunuch is just a job that has existed throughout history, so it works. What is just it? a what? So 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 you're 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 the you're the uh, yeah. the, the grand vizier. You're the you're kind the sec- of. It, it's the, usually the, like your secretary of state. Yeah. Can um, I ask a question? Is your name something else besides fellow, and that you just get called? I think now? I've just been called fellow because I used to be like. People are just, I'm very understated, under-presenting kind of person in, in terms of, like, unassuming clothes and stuff like that. I have nice clothes, but not, but not fancy clothes. And so people, like, that fell over there and it just kind of stuck. Ah, I see. Yeah. And my parents, I'm guessing my parents did this for political clout, because that's the thing people did. Yeah, yeah that, that totally makes sense. See, our kid could be in the court. He doesn't have any aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one generation of rule tops. Are you sure that's what he's missing? That's not quite true! Shut up! <laughs> Shut up, kid! <laughs> okay. The, the, we're getting near the end here, I promise. Um, let's talk about pull. So the three normal ways you get pull with someone that anyone can get is to save somebody's butt, to give somebody a gift without, without, without expecting something immediately in return. Or to give somebody information. So there's save a soul, give a gift, and tell a tale. Give somebody information they need. Again, when you do this without strings attached, or with only minor strings attached, uh, you get pull on it. Okay? Uh, so let me, can I see? Oh, yeah, I see, I see. So why don't we, well, actually, why don't we let everybody oh, know what, what, what triggers your additional pull moves? So 
Dun- Duncan, what, what is uh, what is Quinn's pull move? The gauntlet also gets pull on an NPC or a PC when they commits violence on their behalf. I assume that means when I commit violence on their behalf. Yes. Um, and Lamb. Uh, I get pull on an NPC or PC when I heal someone that person cares about. Good. And Rook. I get pull on an NPC or a PC when they, well, when they are uh, impressed or uh, frightened by a display of naked force. I don't think it's. uh, (laughs) I don't think it's. Sorry. I was thinking it, but yeah. Hello. I get pull on an NPC or PC when my words move them to action. I get pulled when someone comes to me for power. Okay, and finally, we. The Beloved also gets pulled on NPCs or PCs when we reveal our unique soul to them. Okay, um, now, on your sheet, you have three, typically three boxes there with a thing in there. This is, this is actually an area that, that's not particularly well spelled out in the rules. Can I actually see the, the sheet? Mine the says I picked two of them. So, so yeah, you're going to pick two of those three suggestions, and then everything else can be pulled, filled in afterwards. So, um, who wants to go first? I think we'll go around... Everybody, does everyone have two? Does everyone should say two? If everyone she says two, we'll go around once, and then we'll go around again, and everyone will list something. I might actually go around one way and then go back around the other so that, you know, we don't have somebody going first and somebody going last both times. Mm-hmm. So who wants to start? Um, I'll start. I think... I listened to Rook when no one else would. What might you have wanted to talk about that no one else would? A little light on ideas. Do you have any? Um, like what? What? What is it that you've got that uh, maybe that, that would draw me in? Uh, maybe someone dear to you in the town died, and ah, uh, and I, I consoled you. I heard you, uh, I heard you had, uh, magics, and I was hoping to, it sounds silly now, bring them back, and you told me that it wasn't important that they were gone from here. I was just, I was so intent on finding some kind of witch or something like that. I went all over. Quinn. I did right by Tao. Even though I didn't have to. There were some bandits trying to uh, rough up your stand in the marketplace. And I was walking along and didn't have anything better to do. So I beat them soundly about the ears. And... Returned all your products and went on my merry way. How very nice. It was. It was very nice of me. <laughs> I think that Fellow and I were friends when we were young. Oh. Maybe I even helps inspire some problems <laughs> <laughs> that you have. Maybe. All right. I'll show you what I got. You show me what you got. You're fairly young. different. You're fairly young. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you're also fairly young? Uh, I was thinking probably 
Yes, yeah, I, I was probably thinking like late twenties, early thirties. Okay. How yeah. old are you? Um, I was thinking maybe twenty, twenty-one ish. Okay. Oh, so, so why don't I just put myself a little younger? Yeah. So yeah. you're late twenties and you're like or twenty, twenty, just early twenties. Yeah. So you actually could could so almost really be like really his like kid sister bonus. almost. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is about maybe seven or eight years different. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Good. So I guess I'm like twenty-eight. Yeah. I mean, that's practically middle-aged in this culture, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Rook. Uh, I think that uh, Lamb has always dreamed of riding with me in my militia. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never get more uh, yeah. more specimens than if you ride with me. That's right. Is there something more than that? Lamb and I have a standing relationship because we go out and we... Uh, get some things done sometimes, and not everyone makes it back. That's right. So, when we have business, we always take it to land. It, do you, do you, is it fun for you to leave the city and, like, ride out in the countryside on a big old horse? It gets so boring in town. And Rook's really nice. He will give me a horse sometimes, because I take care of his people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, if I can't take care of them, he still lets me keep them. He's really generous. So. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm picturing him coming back with like five wounded people and being happy that four people survived. survived yeah. <laughs> Maybe right. at the uh, expense of the fifth. Yeah. Keep the change. <laughs> Got all these extra parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and someday, someday I'm going to learn how to fight and I can use all of my bloodletting experience and I'll be a really good fighter and then I can be in there with him. Sure you will. Yeah. Tell, you and I have a little partnership going. I... I'm not a particularly magically inclined person, arcane inclined person, but I do know that we freaks the ever-loving fuck out of me. <laughs> so, I have concentrated, and uh, in exchange perhaps for assistance or information on that health, I make sure that the code, that the coding make is such that you are not in violation of anything and you're your presence in the marketplace. Yeah. Sounds like an amicable deal. <laughs> so yeah, so so you you you, know, you basically protect uh, from the law. All right, and last but not least, Tao. Um, we'll have you do two, and we'll go back around the other way. So, Lamb, I think you want something from me. You've heard that I do all sorts of things yeah. with the body. Things mm-hmm. that you can't quite figure out how to do. Yeah. And you would love to fig- to get me to tell me how to do that. Yeah. You know, the whole heart thing, and there's yeah. body parts, and there's... How do I do that? Yeah, do I do that? Um, so and Rook, I think you think me use and po- useful and powerful. When you were doing your search for some sort of witch... Mm-hmm. I've you, heard about you. You've heard about me. You we, didn't do what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it was a brief relationship, mm-hmm. but you you could definitely tell it was something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quinn, in your desire to... In your interactions with the upper class, and also with Lord Gaius, I think that you have followed my social advice in interacting with our betters to your benefit. Nice. Perhaps I have even helped you learn some social skills, seem more like you're from an older family so that people will respect you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Rook. Fellow 
I think you've seen me bully someone weaker than me. I think I have. Lamb. Me. I think I helped you when no one else would. Because sometime in the past, something happened with your dear unspeakable power. And uh, you were gravely injured and things weren't quite right with uh, certain parts of you. And I helped put you back into uh, a shape that can be covered by white robes. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> nobody else wanted to have anything to do with you, but I helped. I helped you lots. Nice. Quinn. Rook, you once betrayed me and suffered my wrath. Running the same circles. We were on a job. I got double-crossed. It's part of the deal. Lamb got a lot of extra bodies. Out of that. I did. I was paid. Let <laughs> <laughs> me a little bit of back blood there. <laughs> Slaughtered a bunch of your gang. It's all business. Let's just say I used to have a medium gang. <laughs> we. So I think part of the reason you helped us mm. is you heard us speak of our love for it. You mm. were moved. <gasps> um... A little confused by the grammar on my poor move, actually. Tell me. I'm I'm unsure if it's the read NPC the, or PC. Read it. The beloved also gets pull on NPCs or PCs when they reveals their unique soul to them. Oh, you actually, could, I think it's when the when they they reveal their 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 soul to me to you. Yeah, you're right. I, the grammar is bad mean, there. The, the grammar could be totally read either way. That, that makes more. Ooh, it almost makes sense either way. Yeah. But oh like, no! But th- you would have pull on them. Oh, because you know about ex- them because they've exposed mm-hmm. themselves to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes okay. more sense to me. It, is everyone okay with that interpretation? Yeah, yeah. That makes I can ask Todd. That makes a little bit more sense. I mean, there's the possibility that they could become so entranced with you in a different game. They could be yeah. so entranced yeah. with your soul that they are. In- I think sure they're you. going for a true name vibe, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. This podcast is fully copyrighted by its hosts. Visit us at podcastmagicmissile.com. I Podcast Magic Missile, attacking the darkness since 2012.